We've been looking into this company, ID Me. This is the company the state is using to verify your identity before you can even get your money, your benefits. We have received many viewer concerns over this identity verification, which they say is preventing claimants from getting their unemployment. They say the phone lines are busy or the website is just not working properly. Creating the account is kind of a pain because they are trying to avoid ID theft. So they make you upload a copy of your ID. They're gonna make you uh, video scan your face. Attention everyone, run for your lives. Robots have taken over the world. Our world. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. And a special announcement, coming up this Friday, August 13th, I'll be doing my first live stream event on the Rockfin Network. I'll be doing my presentation on intergalactic totalitarianism, parts one and two, which I've discussed before on the podcast feed, but also bringing in part three. I'll be going through all of that presentation, so I look forward to hearing you all and seeing you all there. It's going to be a great time, so come hang out. Now let's get to the show. This episode is titled, IRS, Robots, and More. A Swapcast with Ryan Dean from the Dangerous World Podcast. All right. Hey, my name is Conspiracy Kyle. Welcome to uh, Swapcast we're doing here. Uh, my podcast is called Conspiracy in the Force, and I have Ryan Dean with me from the Dangerous World Podcast. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, Kyle. I mean, this is going to be some uh, interesting stuff that we're getting into. The world is falling apart before our eyes, dude. It, it it really is, you know, and I've, I've honestly been having a lot of anxiety about it this week. You know, I've had a lot of uh, things with like my job, you know, potentially, you know, vaccine, all that kind of stuff. You know, I think everybody's going through it in one way, shape or form. But, you know, it, it is comforting to know that there's that there's people like you, people like me out there that we can kind of all talk about this stuff together and kind of think about ways that we can that we can fight this and, or at least, you know, spread information for people that may not know what what's really going on out there. You know, dude, it's interesting that you mentioned anxiety right off the bat here, because I am not usually someone that has any kind of anxiety. I used to be when I was a kid. But I mean, lately, man, I've been having this weird feeling like I'm always forgetting something almost is what it's like. You know what I mean? And right. I've talked with some of my other friends in this podcasting world. And a lot of people have had like weird dreams. And a lot of people have that same feeling where it's if it's not anxiety, it's stress about something. And I don't know if that's something where us as like a collective consciousness are picking up on future events or what the deal here is, dude, but it's uh, it's definitely an uneasy feeling. So I hear you with that. 
Yeah, it's 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 strange. Like I've been feeling it like when I wake up in the morning sometimes and you know, I don't have this anymore, but for a while, uh, maybe a few years ago, like I kept having this recurring dream where like I was back in college and like I was like like you said, like 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 forgetting or like missing something, something happening. Like I, I was in college, but like I was continually like not where I needed to be. Like I, there was assignments that were supposed to be done and like my mind was like, a, in, in the dream, my mind was like a fog. Like I had no idea what was going on. Like I was like, oh crap, I missed this class. I missed this class. It's like, it's like, man, I must have some serious issues or something. Cause if my, if my, if my normal life is, is messing with it like that, I don't know what's going on. Dude, I have had dreams too. Uh, I've been out of high school for shoot 11 years now and i've had dreams where i miss like where i don't get to walk on graduation because of math you know what i mean like God. it's so weird dude i don't know it, it is weird that it seems like when you talk to more and more people they have these same kinds of thoughts you know whether they're actively thinking about it or like when, subconsciously when they're going to sleep or whatever but it's a weird situation dude and you know i'm getting tired of talking about covid yeah but it seems like there's I mean, I don't know if this is intentional, but it seems like there's not much else to talk about because everything is stemming from this crazy thing. And what you brought today, I mean, I know that your podcast is typically about Star Wars conspiracies, which it's a great idea, by the way, dude. I did have to uh, thank you for what you're doing with that because you're taking these kind of really scary events that happen in real life and you're almost kind of putting like a comical spin on it that gives a, you know, a childhood favorite, like classic movie. Um, and we all know that predictive programming is real. Right. So uh, Star Wars, you know, as much as that has grown throughout the, the decades and the generations at this point, it's uh, it's a very interesting idea. And when we did a, pr a predictive programming episode, man, someone mentioned Star Wars early on and I kind of laughed. I was like, what the hell? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? There's no predictive programming in Star Wars. And then I get looking into it and it's all over the place, dude. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I've been. I've been trying to use it as kind of, you know, a proxy for real world events and, and also to kind of turn that kind of stuff on its head, right. To, to let people know about some of that stuff and the symbolism stuff that's in there. Like, um, I don't know if you've got into his content too much or not, but um, you're probably familiar with Isaac Weishaupt. He yeah. does a lot of like the symbolism stuff he wrote. And, and I talk about this all the time. He wrote a really good book called the star Wars conspiracy, like four or five years ago that if anybody listening hasn't checked that out, I would definitely recommend checking that out because like what I do on my show, it's, it's really more about like the events, like the actual events happening. But he goes into, you know, crazy detail about all the symbolism, all the occult stuff, like, you know, the Death Star and all that stuff. It's like Saturn cubes everywhere and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So I would definitely recommend everybody checking that out. And yeah, I mean, when you talk about predictive programming in Star Wars, the one right off the bat that I just think of, which is a big sci-fi thing, is just humans and robots living alongside each other, not knowing any, anything different. Right. Like, it's not like they're like, holy crap, you're not a human. Why are you able to do this? Like, no, like R2D2 in like most of the movies, he's the one that saves the day. Like, you know, and they're, yeah. the, and they're the one thanking him like, like, hey, thank you. If, if we did not have this technology, we would not have won this battle. You know, so it's like it's like, hey, that's great. Yeah, that's that's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, well, well, hold on a second. You know, you don't want to put too much faith into that into that robotic world, because then you talk about stuff like iRobot and things where that stuff goes terribly bad that you see you see the flip side of it but they present that rosy ideology right that you know robotics are here to help us you know even even things like you know luke having the robotic hand like hey yeah. if he didn't have that robotic hand he wouldn't have been able to you know conquer evil you know so like they they present it in that kind of rosy way but we know that 
if, if wielded by the wrong people, any of that stuff can be manipulated, you know, towards, towards evil. Of course. I mean, there's a ton of bad robots in the movie too. You know what I mean? So that's what that's, that is interesting that, yeah, there is an emphasis on the positive that robot robotics can provide humanity, but there's all these negative things going on in there too with that. Um, But yeah, dude, I mean, so I I do want to get into this thing that you presented with the social security online digital. uh, I mean, to me, it seems like digital tracking and I have a bunch of stuff that would, that would kind of feed into that theory. But um, do you want to kind of like talk about how you came across this information first? I know you did that uh, quick Instagram video, uh, just yeah. kind of like laying it out real quick. But for those that may have not seen it, um, what is this whole thing and like, why is it concerning to you? So, um, yeah, so a little background about about me, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I don't talk about this a whole lot because it's really not relevant to my podcast, but I, I am um, I got my bachelor's degree in accounting. I got my master's degree in accounting. I am an actually a licensed CPA. Although I don't practice public accounting because I honestly fucking hate doing taxes. I just hate it just as a job. To me, it's just, it's, it's, it's boring for one. It's boring. And like, I just, in over the past year or two, it's like, I'm, I'm growing to despise the concept of the government taking our money when they can continually print money to give to their yeah. buddies every day, you know? So that, no so that part just ethically pisses me off. But um, so anyways, I do have, the, I do have that license, but anyways, like I'm not, I don't have the license that allows me to give tax advice, things, things to that effect. So I just want to throw that out there. But, um, you know, the, the, anybody who has kids knows that you get like a child tax credit. Um, if you, if you, if you have kids, if your income is at a certain level, what have you, which, um, which is a good thing. It, it, it helps out people who have a bunch of kids may not make a lot of money. Um, you get this refundable credit back on your tax returns, which means that even if you don't owe anything, they will still take that credit. Like, like say at the end of the day, you, you earn, you know, $10,000 and you have $10,000 of deductions. You really have $0 of taxable income. But if you, but if you are, um, if you're applicable to get this credit, like let's say the credit is $5,000, you take $0 minus $5,000. Hey, that's all a refund to you. Okay. So, so it's a good, it's a good thing for a lot of people. And I, and I think it helps a lot of people out. Um, Do you feel like real quick that the uh, like the idea of giving a family or a a set of parents dollars for a kid, so tax refunds for a kid to me, like I I know that this is not a new thing, but I feel like it's in a way it's almost like the state raising your kid in a sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I agree with that, because really, there's no there's no way of telling that the money is going towards the kid. Right. I mean, that's I think. The big problem with, I think, the welfare system is you see people getting all this money and their kids are are, are, are not clothed properly. They're not fed properly. You know, I mean, I, I've seen it around where I live in Ohio, like people going into stores with food stamps and stuff and getting steaks and shrimp and all this stuff. And it's it's, it's kind of it, <laughs> right. It, it's kind of it's kind of bull, it's kind of bullshit. Um, and, you know, and I think some people use that to their advantage just as a way of making money you know like like think about like the foster care program things like that oh, dude. I, th- I think there, there's a i do have some family members that that do that and they're, and they're really good people and i trust them but for every good person i think there's five shitty people who do it for the wrong reasons you know really nefarious yeah. stuff but also just monetarily as well you well, know yeah, so, dude, like you know that's that's great that you have some people that that because yeah you're right dude there are so many good people in the foster care system but there is a lot of shady shit going down in the foster care system too. I mean, trafficking, which is something that I wanted to get into here in a little bit. 
there is, I mean, rampant trafficking in like all over, but I've been noticing more and more in my home state of Arizona, um, Maricopa County, we're right here next to Mexico. So, I mean, there's a ton of um, not only people from Mexico getting flown in, but like all around the world, people are coming in and we used to have a Rothschild for a mayor here in Tucson. Um, it's not anymore. It's a, a Mexican woman, very, very liberal. Her name is Regina Romero, and she's pissed me off in several ways. But um, I mean, this Rothschild dude, there was like a serious trafficking ring going on here in Tucson. Um, and you wouldn't think it when you're going around. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, dude, foster care is, is very interesting. But I'm sorry to derail there, dude. I just thought that that was a, an interesting idea of um, and something that, that just kind of popped into my head where like, you know, you're getting this money that you're supposed to give to your kid. But uh, we all know that money is not free for people like us, right? right? So, like, what do you have right. to do in return to right. to pay back the government for for free money? Yeah, and and people can work this. You know, people are able to work the system to their advantage, mm -hmm. right? You like, you know, um, people that make a lot of money can work the tax system to their advantage, right? Loopholes, offshore accounts, that kind of stuff. But then people who don't make a lot of money as well, because if you if your income is under a certain level, you know, you don't even have to pay for childcare, right? So. That's that's one thing I consider the child tax rate because like I you know I, I work I, my kids need my kids need to go to daycare I I got a, a two year old and a four year old I can't have them running around while I'm working it's 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 impossible it, it, I I would I did that all I did that for several months last year and I about you know about had it uh, so <laughs> um so you almost think that I think that child tax credit has like maybe deferring some of that um, money you have to pay for childcare but people that don't even meet the threshold to have to pay for childcare that are getting it free. And then they're getting this money on top of it. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm sure there's situations where it, it makes sense and, and it is what it is, but whoops. Yeah. It's a weird situation that we got going on in this country right now. And like you mentioned early on, dude, just money being printed for free. It's like, why do we even have to pay taxes? And like, I don't feel represented, dude. I really don't feel represented in the government. And that's kind of what started a little thing called the Revolutionary War here in the United States. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just it, it's a shit show that we have on our hands here. Um, but yeah, let's let's get back to what, what you were uh, mentioning there, man. Sorry about that. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I mean, there's so many different facets of this that are like, you yeah. know, things that things that we I don't I, you know, me. I don't always necessarily think of like like some of these things that it's just kind of, it's, it's common to me. Then you think about, well, stop, let's stop for a second and think about just the concept of that, you know, and, and dive into it. So yeah, no problem, man. Um, so, so this tax credits, normally you just do it on your file on your taxes, you get money back, what have you, but you know, and, and going back to how, you know, COVID has changed everything in this world, uh, it ties into a few things with this, not necessarily from a medical perspective, but just how the, how the world and how businesses and how people work now um, with, with people being out of work, with people having reduced wages, uh, people getting fired for stupid reasons, what have you, uh, the Biden administration uh, decided to start making advanced monthly payments on this tax credit. So, so what that means is starting in July of this year, you're going to get a, a child tax credit payment in your, in your account every month. You know, if you direct, if you've gotten your taxes direct deposited before, the government already has access to your bank account, which I know yeah. we'll be getting in, we'll be getting into that later. And, and there's no way that that can go wrong. Yeah. Um. So so what they're doing is, um, based on your 2020 taxes that you filed probably earlier this year, they took whatever that tax credit would have been on that and just applied it to 2021. So I'm just going to throw out a fictitious number because the math works well. Is like. Like, let's say you're supposed to get like $1,200 of this tax credit, you know, every year. Okay. So 
if you're now getting it monthly, you'd get like a hundred bucks a month. So what's going to happen since they just started this in July is you're going to get a hundred bucks every month till the end of the year. So that's 600 bucks. So by the end of this calendar year, you've gotten half of that tax credit, you know, even before you filed your taxes. So when you go to do your taxes in the spring, you're, you have to claim that you already got 600 and then you can get the credit for the other 600. Okay. So, so that's all, that's all well and good. It is what it is. The, the problem I see, I, like from a, from a planning standpoint in, is, is a few things for one, you know, it's based off your 2020 income. So yeah. let's say, let's say you were unemployed for half the year, you know, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, the, the lower income you make, the more, the more you can, um, the more you can get through some of these credits and stuff because they want their, their, it's almost a way to subsidize people who don't make much money is to kind of give them a little bit of boost on this, you know, whether that's right or wrong, you know, what have you. So if you made, you know, if you made half of the money you normally made in 2020, you're going to get a pretty, you're going to get probably the full um, tax credit. Okay. But let's say in 2021, you actually went back to work full time or shit, you got a promotion or something. Um, when you go to do your taxes for 2021, you may not have even qualified for that credit, okay? So you've been getting money every month this year for something you don't even qualify for. You're going to have to pay that back when you go to well, do your taxes. Well, and there was forbearance for a lot of this time too, like forbearance on like, you know, I, I pay mortgage and uh, there was the option and I took it because why not? You know what I mean? If everyone's going to ride this fucking system down into the ground, I might as well hop on board too. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so there's... The ability for me, which, you know, I kept my job through the pandemic, luckily, um, but, you know, I didn't have to pay mortgage for a year, dude. You know what I mean? And at the end of my, uh, you know, I don't know what you call it, mortgage payment thing after that 30 year period, um, I just have to pay the lump sum. Um, and, and I'm not too worried about it because I think that there is going to be some serious like uh, financial changing yeah. going on. Mm -hmm. Um but it seems like when like when you're talking about that, how they're trying to go off of last year's income, when people are making less money, maybe they're going to have to pay some more back it, it, to an account or to an expense that they aren't even able to afford. There's all these different little aspects where it seems like big government is trying to get more and more people behind um, and, mm -hmm. and on the street. I mean, they don't want you to own shit. They want like, you know, BlackRock's buying up all the houses, which I know you know yep. about. Um at over the value so no one in the future is going to own shit and people that can't qualify for these government rent programs are just going to be homeless you know what i mean yeah. so it's mm -hmm. a perfectly planned system in my opinion um and then what you brought forward here is is interesting too because it's it's tapping into those kids um and the kids are very valuable to these elites you know what i mean like more yep. so than you or me would be um, they can indoctrinate these kids, like especially, um, you know, young, young kids. They can teach them before they even know what the hell is going on, uh, that the government knows what is right for you and what's wrong for you. And, and if you get to a kid early enough, dude, you can teach them anything you want. Oh, yeah. And yeah, absolutely. The indoctrination that we've seen going on in our schools the past year or two, you know, you talk about critical race theory, you talk about yeah. just other other socialist type doctrines that. You know, parents, I don't think find they don't find out about till after the fact. And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, protesting at the schools and whatnot. But it's it's just it, it's nasty. And, you know, a, a quick kind of kind of Star Wars rabbit trail about that in like the new Star Wars era, they brought together this concept that like the, the new, I guess, whatever you call, call it, empire was actually going around and snatching up kids at birth and indoctrinating them into this 
empire, you know, totalitarian mindset, like from a baby, right? And, and this was wow. a concept that they just, that Disney brought up like four or five years ago, right? You know, so you can already see right there, Disney with the, with the, with the controlling the, the, and I know you've been, you've been in a series about mind control recently. Yeah. Um, about how, you know, that's a very powerful tool. And especially with, with children, I mean, it doesn't take much. I mean, shoot, I, I, I turn on the TV for my kids for a few minutes and then turn it off. They go berserk because something in that inherently that, you know, we obviously grow out of something is, is beckoning and calling to them through that. You can, you know, you can call whatever you want, but it's, it, it's a programming. It's something in there that is, is feeding off of their little minds. And, you know, of course, Disney's going to bring up this concept of, of brainwashing kids from an early age. Well, dude, I always think too, like when kids are really addicted to stupid ass shows, and I'm not saying like what your kids are watching, were dumb, but like there's, well, they all... are dumb. They are dumb shows. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, there you go. There's, there's tones that I feel like that are played in these shows that, you know, frequencies that are, that are submitted out, uh, you know, v whether it's, you know, through a podcast or through, uh, news or whatever. I feel like, especially for a young brain that isn't like, you know, the pineal glands not calcified or whatever you want to go about saying these kids, I think get addicted to these TV shows, not because of the substance in the show, but because of whatever underlying programming there is. And there's something very scientific. And I mean, obviously very insidious about that, but it's just, I always wonder like what makes like Peppa Pig uh entertaining to a kid you know like right. and it's not like i was watching some emmy award-winning shit when i was a kid i was what i was all about like blues clues and like you know barney and dumb shit like that but uh it, it, like what is that to you do you think do you, do you kind of agree with what i'm saying or do you think that it's just like kids just kind of have simple minds at that point I, yeah i think i think there's there's something there i mean it, it's something about the frequency it's about it's it's almost like the dog whistle right like you can't yeah, hear a dog yeah, yeah. You, you can't hear a dog whistle but it affects a dog so it's, it's, you know, and obviously a kid's brains aren't, like you said, they're not fully developed and there could be something that is just baked in there. I mean, I mean, shoot, you know, Disney and all those people all those years ago tapped, tapped into all that. And, and it's been, it's been baked into all the programming ever since then in some small, slight ways. I mean, you, you think about some of the, some of the more popular kind of, you know, subtle messages they talk about, like, in the, I can think of the Lion King. It says like something about like, sex in like yeah. the mist or something and then like in the little mermaid like the priest the has like a the boner right like yeah, yeah. And, and then the cover it's like it's like it's like three penises yeah, yeah. like you know mm -hmm. it, it's and it's just there, there's some of that sexual stuff but then you're right there's just also some other stuff that's just almost in an addictive addictive thing to it right it's like it's like how like if you if you smell like McDonald's French fries like you're gonna want to eat all those McDonald's French fries because they've worked with psychologists to 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 determine to to create the smell around it's not even really about the taste yeah it's just about the smell it's about and the colors in the in the branding right yes the colors and the branding all of it it, it all it all ties together so it's uh it, it's it's crazy yeah it's well with it, your it's, disney it's, thing that you're mentioning there uh i mean disneyland they'll put out those smells that make you want to buy shit um one thing that i found really disturbing like as i got older about the disney movies is like the idea of the broken family in a lot of yeah. these movies like bambi um you know the mother dies there's never there's rarely two parents or if there is two parents they are really dumb right i mean they're not yes. an authoritative figure for the for the child but um and then star wars obviously picked up disney right yeah, uh, yeah yeah sorry the other way around disney picked up star wars yeah and you know i found out about the about the whole disney thing right because in every disney movie and especially recent ones too 
there's really no family dynamic and there's in, in the recent ones too there's really no a love interest that the main character has right there's never like a a man and a woman um love anymore it's like it's like oh we're we love each other because we're brothers we love each other because we're friends but like the whole thing about like you mentioned the, the broken family um yeah obviously in star wars too his aunt and uncle die his, his dad was estranged all this kind of stuff i guess walt disney his mom i think his mom died in like a house fire when he was really mm. young so he had that in the back of his mind and you know you you wonder if if he if he put that kind of stuff in there to to traumatize everybody else because he was traumatized as a child yeah. right like you know with his with with the, with the freemasonic you know mindset that he had i don't know enough about the the masonic stuff to know if that's you know a a, a reason for him to do that but you know, that's kind of where he was coming from, I guess. And, and you're right. The, oh, there's always there's always a parent that dies in pretty much every Disney movie. Well, dude, and with Star Wars, uh, you know, he, he's fighting his dad in those first yeah. ones that came out. And then isn't he banging his sister or trying to get with his sister? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was making out with his sister in the first one. And, you know, they, they, they tried to say that, you know, that it, the story wasn't fleshed out and this and that. And, you know, they can kind of retcon it <laughs> however they want to make it not seem seem creepy but you know it's 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 really uncomfortable it's really uncomfortable stuff yeah just weird family dynamics and all that stuff and and i always wonder with things like this if the individual creating it knows what's going yeah. on maybe not so much with george lucas but i mean disney absolutely knew what he was doing dude so like to your point yeah. where did he want to traumatize kids the same way he was traumatized i would say absolutely you know what i mean yeah um, yeah and, and i'm with you there about you know the individual creators because i think i think in some situations people that are in this kind of conspiracy world want to think that every single creative and director and actress have a, is in on all this stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's like every company, right? Like a lot of people that work in it are, are good, but the, but the people up at the top may be doing stuff that, that uh, the people down below don't even know, you know what I'm saying? So mm. yeah, you, you wonder if, if, if some of those had, um, I, I, yeah, I think there's obviously a, a lot of people, people in Hollywood, you know, no doubt that had very insidious reasons for putting stuff out there. Lu Lucas, I'm on the fence about, um, you know, I, I actually want to research him a lot more um, and some of his background and stuff, just to see if there's anything, anything there. I haven't, I'm actually reading one of his biographies now just to kind of see if there's anything uh, troublesome in his past, right. That would kind of put him in that Illuminati kind of template mold, right. Like where you, you know, you lose somebody, you're, you're, you're sent away as a kid, like you, you're in yeah. under some kind of system like that. But, you know, I haven't almost, done anything yet. Sorry, I would almost bet that he is connected to like uh, Bernays family or something like that in some way. Not right. maybe if not, you know, if not by birth, like, uh, you know, marriage or friendship or whatever. Um, well, so, and yeah. and I, I will say about him is, you know, you can judge someone by the company they keep because there's been many rumors about Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and his in, in his sexual prowess with very, very young girls. So. You know, even if there's not a direct thing there, I mean, it is it is uncomfortable to know that that was some of the company they kept. But and also too, um, think now that we're thinking about it, um, you know about like a lot of like like the music in the '60s that came out of you know California. They all all those artists kind of were in the same area. Yeah, um, I, I forget what what's the name of it. I, I totally forgot. Um, Laurel Canyon. Laurel Laurel Canyon. Exactly. Um, there's there's kind of a similar thing with some a lot of these directors that came out because Francis Ford Coppola, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, um, Gary Kurtz, who is a producer on the original Star Wars, they all were at USC film school. Mm. So you wonder if that's another kind of breeding ground for 
um, pushing certain agendas. Um, was it USC or UCLA? Because uh, UCLA is a fascinating thing when it comes to like psychology and shit like that. Amanda Bynes just got shipped over there. And that's where Kanye West had to go to the psych, psych ward there in UCLA. And that's where they think they kind of like broke them. Um, I don't huh. know if you remember that, but uh, Kanye West Mm-mm. mentioned that when Amanda Bynes was going there. This is recently. Um, he was like, yeah, dude, like they're going to they're going to screw her up there. Interesting. Yeah, no, it, it was it was USC. But USC. I mean, still, still, I mean, the, the proximity, there's got to be something. There's got to be something to it. But it's weird, dude. So they're going after the kids. I mean, it's clear. Uh, and I yeah, think that yeah. that's undeniable. Um but back to your your online, uh, you know, your digital social security. And you think that this is directly focused on kids. Do you think that adults are going to have to be put through this uh, digital social security thing, too? Well, I mean, it's 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 all the parents that are filing the taxes for this. Gotcha. So um, and social security actually does tie will tie into this as, as well as like this, you know, the, the tax credit stuff, too. So, you know, one of the the crazy things is like we've been mentioning that you know, the government is going to try to find your, their way to screw you regardless one way or the other. So that scenario we talked about a few minutes ago where, you know, you, you're getting these cre- these um, monthly payments and you may have to pay it back, right? That's, that's, that's not good. You know, as a, someone who's done taxes and stuff in the past, it, it's never good to have to owe, you know, do whatever you can to try to not have to. I, I would honestly rather break even every year yeah. and get a big tax refund, which is, you know, something that even my friends in the accounting and finance field don't really understand because if you're getting a, like a $10,000 refund, that means the government's just been playing around with your money for the last year. You, you gave them a loan. You gave them an interest-free loan for a year to do whatever the hell they wanted with your money. And we know it's, it's never anything good. It's, it's not it's, coming it's, back to you or benefiting the infrastructure around you at all. No, no, it's definitely not going to the roads. That's all I'm, that's all I'm going to say. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, dude. So, so, so yeah, so so they'll get you that way by by making you owe, owe this money back if you need to. The other way they'll get you is they there is and this will tie into the digital tracking stuff. Um, you can opt out of these monthly payments. Okay, so uh, me and my wife had looked into this because I honestly I'm like I'm like for one I'm just not comfortable with the government monkeying around with my bank account every month. I just don't like that concept fundamentally. Even if they're giving me money, I, I just I just don't like that. Um, so. I was like, okay, let me look into um, getting out of this because I would rather just do my taxes every year like normal, not worry about the shit. You can, you can, you can change that and not get the monthly, uh, the monthly tax credits. However, what you need to do is you have to go to the IRS website and set up a digital identification through a third-party vendor called ID.me. Um, I don't know. And this is something new to me. Have, did you ever hear? Have you ever heard of this company before? I never heard of it. I didn't even I've never heard of a dot me before either. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I've never heard of this, this either. And as soon as I saw it, I kind of was taken back like, oh, hold on a second. So you can you can what, what they basically want you to do is you can go and set up an account through this ID dot me company where you have to provide your driver's license. You have to provide personal information about yourself, because remember, this is all about safety. It's about protecting your identity. Yeah, always. You know, always about all, it, everything that's done in this world is to protect us, right? All the COVID regulate, it's all to protect us. You know, yep. if Patriot I- Patriot Act. That, Patriot Act, right? You know, we're still, we're still going through those body scanners, right? We're still trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about how many planes have been hijacked, you know, since- since then, I mean, not even that plane was hijacked. So, well, and, and I mean, how many people have taken down a plane with a three ounce bottle of toothpaste? 
You know what I mean? What the hell are we talking about here? Oh yeah, box cutter. I mean, shoot, lethal lethal weapons there. So <laughs> you, you you can so you can basically sign up for an account through this ID.me. It's it's a vendor that is contracted with the IRS. And it's basically to manage your child tax credit account, which means you can go in there and you can say, hey, I don't want to receive these payments. I want to get them as normal, what, what have you. Or you can just go in and just see how much you're going to be getting every month. You know, not, not really a whole lot there. Um, but it, it, for, for me, it was just the, the concept and the thought of you have to go set up this online account authenticated by your identification through a third party. Um, and actually this, and, and this will tie into some other stuff. So I was really uncomfortable doing that, to be honest. So I, I didn't end up doing it. I'm like, you know what, I'll just, I'll, I'll just keep getting these and, and it is what it is. Um, so now I looked into this company a little bit more. I mean, on the surface, right? It's just, you set up an, an account and, and what, what have you. But this ID.me company, excuse me, mm -hmm. is responsible for being the vendor for um, almost 20 states unemployment programs. And also, I think they're working on social security stuff too. So basically, this is a one-stop shop portal for any government money that you're going to be getting in the future. If you need to manage it or do anything about it or, or even just check on what's coming through in any way, shape, or form, right? So um, we're talking about tax credit money. We're talking about social security money. We're talking about unemployment money. Um, setting it up through this digital ID system. So uh, let me let me go here one second. So yeah, while I, you're looking for that, dude, I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard of Yodley. Uh, Yodley does mm -mm. the same thing with banks. And while we, I'll let you finish this off and then I can talk about Yodley a little bit. But it's exactly what you're talking about. They're paired up with, I think the number is like 52,000 financial institutions and companies. I mean, that's damn near every single freaking one that you can think of. Um, right. And it's it's scary stuff, but uh, continue with what you're saying, man. So, so the, the whole purpose of this is um, this ID.me company, they want to, um, companies contract with them so they can prevent fraud, right? That's the whole thing. Like I said, it's about your safety. It's about preventing fraud because obviously there's fraud in any system. People can file false tax returns. People can file false unemployment, all that, all that kind of stuff. But this system is supposedly set up so that, you know, your account is set up with almost kind of your digital footprint, right? Your picture, all this stuff. Um, which which that which sounds good, but then you kind of I looked into the company a little bit more about how it started. Um, the the CEO of this company, um, Blake Hall, was actually an army ranger in like the mid two thousands, and he was in Iraq. He was a sniper. He was like a, a troop leader for several years on a lot of different missions in Iraq. And you know, I I'll be honest, like I have no problem with with people that work in the, in the military. But you have to realize that there's a lot of indoctrination that goes on with that, um, and, and especially when you continue to work um, with the government many, many years later. You know, there, there, there could be some, some insidious stuff with that. What do you think is more indoctrinating, the military or Harvard, where he went to school? Oh, shit. I mean, that's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a double whammy. That's a double whammy right there. Um, I, 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 oh, God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, dude? I mean, so many shady things come out of Harvard, man. Yeah. Ha uh, Harvard, Yale, all, all, the, all that stuff. Um, so it, this company really started out as he wanted to uh, um, provide identification for troops for, you know, being able to register for different military discounts and stuff. Um, mm. Nothing really nefarious. And then it, it, it kind of 
his, his idea started catching on and other companies, other industries were contacting him saying, hey, listen, we need to have this online identification verification system for a lot of stuff we're doing, you know, other, other industries. So that's when this ID.me really, really took off. Um, you know, and I had, and I had heard some kind of non crazy stuff about this, where people that work like as like first responders, EM, EMTs, stuff like that, where, you know, they use this to, to qualify for, for discounts for all kinds of different stuff. And it's really not, not a big, big deal from that perspective. But, but really when 2020 hit, that's when um, a lot of states started contacting them to, to work on their unemployment programs. Mm. And, you know, when you're talking about like a, a, the size of a company and scale, I mean, now you're talking about uh, mi probably millions of users in the system now. So, so that, that's, that's an issue, issue on its own if they're not scaling their own staff to meet those needs. So kind of into some of like the conspiracy stuff, I, I would say, um, and, and the, the last point we'll get is kind of just about, about, the, about the digital like internet ID, which I think is what, what they want to, for nobody to be anonymous online anymore. And I think this is kind of a, a pet project for them. But I, in my opinion, I think the states are, are using this almost like as like, a, like an NGO, right? Non-governmental organization. Um, so that anything that goes wrong with this system, the government can say, hey, it's not us. It, it, it's them. Sorry, we, we contract this organization. They're the ones that are screwing up, okay? What you're reminding me of right now, dude, is Facebook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and, the, and then the, the, the company ID.me themselves can say, and, and I was actually watching a lot of videos of news, um, news articles, how things have gone terribly wrong. The company can say, oh, there was glitches in the system. Sorry, sorry, you didn't get your money. Um, so now millions of people are going through this to verify, to get unemployment benefits. Okay, so if, if, if you imagine you're on unemployment, times are hard enough. Now you go to this online system and they're not able to verify you or they are, and you're not getting your money, um, which I think is, and, and, the, and this was happening in, um, I watched some videos from Nevada, I watched some videos from Indiana, I watched some videos from Florida. I mean, you're talking about lots of people um, just trying to go on, go through this system to get the money that the government owes them, um, which in, in my opinion, I think what's happening is the government's using this as a way to to save money, to, to cut costs, um, almost, almost through using the, using them as like a timing mechanism. Um, you know, one, one big metric in like the accounting finance world that, uh, companies will use on their financials is, is a metric called days cash on hand, which means if, if their company or whatever it is, it goes under, how many days do you have left to pay expenses and wages and all that kind of stuff? Uh. So I think all these, you know, and, and we've seen cities and we've seen municipalities go bankrupt in the past. I mean, look at Detroit 10, 15 years ago. Um, so I, I think all these states and all these municipalities are trying to um, <clears throat> use this as a way to not pay as much money out in a timely fashion. They know that they're gonna to have to pay it out, but they're kind of like trying to slowly flow the money through the system and allowing all these glitches and all these um, problems with the system, you know, uh, affect them positively, if you know what I mean. 
I mean, I would, I would almost a hundred percent agree with you, but I think to an extent, a lot of these, especially more uh, left-leaning cities, that I think they actually want to run them into the ground. You know, I don't think that there's any any intention of paying a lot of this money back. That's why, I mean, like right now, I mean, there's always there's a time to build infrastructure, and there's this big, massive infrastructure bill that's going through, which not much of it is really going to infrastructure, like the way that we would understand it. Um, this is not the time to be trying to build new roads and bridges, even if it was all going to those things. Um, we just went through a, a serious economic test. And then right on the, on the other side of that, when we're potentially going to go right back into to the same situation, we're trying to put trillions of dollars down for bridges and roads. And like not only that, but, you know, uh, critical race theory teaching and things like that. This is what they're considering infrastructure right now. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're on fire right now, dude. I want you to keep going with what you're saying and, uh, and keep talking about this because I, I am interested to think to see what you think about Yodley. Um, it ties right into what yeah. you're talking about here. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So yeah, we'll get right into that. I just have just a few quick, more quick points on yeah, this I do. is that, is that I think it's really just about confusion. I think if, yeah. if, if you, if you can't hold anybody accountable, um, then they can continue doing whatever they want. Right. I just think with, with most things going on in the world, they try to make as much confusion as possible so that you can never pinpoint the error. I mean, you can talk about all the, um, the, the election fraud, election in, inaccuracies, all that kind of stuff. It happened in so many cities in so many states that even if you had all the lawyers on it, you're never going to, you're never going to lock it all down just because they created such massive confusion. So I think that's what's going on here is that they're trying to create massive confusion between is it the government's problem? Is the government not funding this appropriately? Is it the vendor's problem? Are they not, are they not, you know, authorizing and, and putting stuff through correctly? Or is it just a glitch in the internet, right? Like yeah. any one of those people can just point the finger at somebody else and they can just, it's a, it's a, it's a constant circle jerk. Of, it's like that Spider-Man point, meme where they're pointing yeah, at where each other. Pointing at each other, right? Like you, you, <laughs> you. Yeah. So like it, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole system. And I mean, there's lots of pissed off people out there. Like, just, just Google, just go to YouTube and just type in ID me and you'll just see hundreds of videos of just people pissed the fuck off about them not able to get their unemployment for, for days, weeks, even months. You know, I saw at, they at, have at a one, point. I saw they have a one star rating on the Better Business Bureau. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was just looking on that too. I mean, there, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of complaints on YouTube. They've, they've um, disabled comments, right? So whenever anybody disables comments, you know, it, it's because they're shit. Yeah. You know, or they're just going to get trolled like, you know, Biden. I think the White House has probably disabled comments as well. But I mean, I just think the most nefarious thing about this is, you know, an your online presence, I think, is, is at risk here. I think this is a pilot program for a full on Internet ID in the future. You know, whatever that looks like, I don't necessarily know, but um, they're they're kind of forcing people to do this um, if they if they want to opt out of these uh, opt out of these payments. So now, so now the government has like your, your online profile, it has your IP address, it has your picture, it has all this stuff so that nothing you can ever do in the future will be private. I mean, it's, that's not what they're saying right now, right? But you, I know you, you can see where this is, you sure. can see where this is going in, in the future. Um, and, you know, one, one conspiracy theory about how they may get this all to go down is that there's going to be, you know, a big false flag cyber attack or something. I mean, we are, we've actually, we've already seen a bunch of those, right? Um, cyber attacks that have been caused by anonymous people online, you know, anonymous groups. I'm sure they're going to blame it on Russia or something. You know, that's always the, 
the, yep. the next step when there's an attack, it's Russia or China. But, you know, it, they're going to say, hey, if, if we could um, identify everyone online that everything they're doing, this would prevent terrorism, right? Oh, this would wow. prevent cyber attacks. And Good that's call. how they would... And that's how they would pose it, right? Because like we mentioned, it's all about our safety. Everything they do is for our safety. So, you know, we would just give up more and more in our freedoms to have a, a, have a safer a safer society, which, you know, in a quick, quick Star Wars thing, that's what the emperor said when he took over. He said he wanted to create a safe and secure society, right? And, you know, that's, that's never, um, that's always a code word for totalitarianism, uh, whatever you want to call it, full, full authoritarian government. Well, I mean, a logical thinking person would would kind of realize that we don't need our, our own private, uh, you know, ID dot me accounts or whatever, because they can already trace what you're doing through your IP address. You know what I mean? Or your mm-hmm. phone information. They know, like if I post a comment, they, they know that that's me, uh, even if I have a private account or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, it it, it is fascinating to think, and that's a good call that it would be, uh, you know, after a false flight and we're recording this on the 11th of August here, and they were supposed to do that drill. Uh, yeah. So, uh, which supposedly they did, but I didn't receive a text about it. Me me neither. No. Yeah. So I don't know what that was all about. And, uh, Mike Lindell's doing his symposium, you know, so, uh, that I thought that would be a perfect time for like this, this, uh, drill to, to turn hot. And kind of like, you know, 9-11, um, they're running a drill that day when when that whole thing went down and like the the train attacks in, in Paris uh, shortly after 9-11. But uh, you mentioned something a, a little while back there about the confusion. And believe it or not, that's actually an aspect of mind control itself, because when mm-hmm. when people are confused, they they tend to panic. Um, yeah. And that may be that sense of anxiety that you and I are feeling and so many other people are feeling. Um it, because it's just confusion, even for us, people that w- would consider themselves to kind of be a little more tapped in than the average person. We may not be so confused or panicky, but there is that undertone of what the hell is going on right now. And yeah. we want someone to help us to, to get us out of this thing. And I think that's why a lot of people embrace Trump. I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend Same. to. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were, man, I think uh, they did a great job with him yeah. you know setting him that up and um there is still a chance that maybe he's a good guy it just sure doesn't seem like it to me at all um i'm not yeah. gonna put my my uh my vote in that camp anymore but um are you down are you do you want to talk about yodley well, just for a second or did you have something uh, else? well let me just let me just hit one quick point and then we'll get to, to the yodley sure. stuff I, I think um yeah what, what what i think they do like like you said like they don't even really need to do this because they already have all our information yeah but i but i think um they want us to do it to ourselves. Um, you know, and one thing that's come out recently too is that the CDC, and, and this will be kind of the quick, you know, you got to talk about the COVID real quick. Um, sure. if, if you go get your vaccine, they, they prompt you to go to the CDC website and sign up for an app. Okay, like, so, so the, and that's a conspiracy, right? Like, oh my God, there's tracking device in the, in the vaccine, right? Oh God, that's a crazy... QAnon conspiracy theory. Okay, maybe maybe so. But the CDC has an app they want you to download after you get the vaccine, where they will send you questions and ask you if you have side effects after the fact. So you're being tracked that way, but but you're physically doing it. You know, you're you're the one doing it. So it, it's almost yeah. like they're. I think it's almost like they're laughing at us, right? Like you said, they have everything on us that they already need. But the fact that we're going out and doing it to ourselves, like like we're the sheep walking through the 
walking through the doors to the slaughterhouse. The dog doesn't need to, to, to bring us in there. We're doing it to ourselves. And that's just a big, they're just, they're just slapping each other on the back up in those high rise mansions, you know, while we're doing this, because we are physically doing it to themselves. They're like, you know, we don't, they don't even have to come down here with machine guns and hurt us all into camps. We're doing it to ourselves. Well, I don't know if you heard, but in Tennessee, uh, I think it was the governor or someone uh, signed an executive order where they they have COVID internment camps in in uh, in Tennessee. Oh you know oh what I mean? God. And that's that that may be the first one of many, you know, and yeah. uh, this I mean, someone actually sent me this today and I heard it on a I forget which podcast it was pretty large podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, they talk about this and there is 100 percent like proof of patents that there is RFID technology that that's a, a little chip that you just put in a syringe and you shoot it into like the hand. We've all seen that. And there's a, a lady, you know, we mentioned DARPA a little bit ago. Um, this Regina Duncan, I think is her name. Uh, she, or I'm sorry, Dugan. Um, she went from DARPA over to Facebook and she wants IDs and vaccine info in RFID chips. So oh um, there's another Rockefeller crony named Aaron Russo that claimed in an interview a uh, little while back, I believe in the early 2000s, that uh, the Rockefellers wanted to chip everyone. So, I mean, there's people that are that are connected. They say what they want to do, man. I think that's part of their uh, like the karmatic <laughs> properties of the way that they believe. I'm not sure how to exactly put it, but I do think yeah, like, like the whole um, the whole like I think with the one term like, you know, David Icke over the years talked about like the revelation of the method. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Th they have to tell you what they're doing to almost speak it into existence. Yeah. You know, well, dude, there's I mean, there's it, it gets darker with that kind of stuff, too. Like, have you heard of the deliverance machine? Have you heard of this thing? Mm -mm. No. So not only RFID chips, but there's there's like algorithms that would go into that or, and, and data that would be constantly being fed through this RFID chip and the deliverance machine. Let's say um, I won't use you. I'll use me. Let's say I am sick and I want to be put down, right? But the government doesn't know if I need to be put down, if they can get some more, squeeze more dollars out of me somehow, or if, if it is my time to go. This deliverance machine has a euthanasia injection that it sticks the needle in your arm and it asks you a series of questions. And if you answer them all correctly, the plunger goes in and you go to sleep. You know what I mean? And you die, dude. I mean, this is the deliverance machine. It's 100% real. It's a fucking insane thing, wow. but it's already being used. Um, and, and, you know, they act like they don't want to use euthanasia and all that kind of stuff, but it's 100%. I mean, there's proof about this shit. Um, but yeah, Yodley, dude, I want to I want to just mention. Yeah, this real quick yeah let's get into this. You talk about the the whole thing with the kids and, uh, you know, the parents and how they're being all put into this database. Now, Yodley, um, I, I'm not going to ask you who you bank with, but I bank with Chase. Okay. And Chase is one of these uh, big banks that has the online app, uh, like online banking, where you can go and it gives you like a pie chart. Um, and I did an entire episode on this. So my listeners are familiar with it, but um, a pie chart showing how much money you make and how much money you spend. So what's going into your bank account once going out, it takes all of those things. And let's say like gas is one of the accounts or one of the, the slices of the pie, health and fitness, uh, food, uh, entertainment, all that kind of stuff. Um, not only is that concerning because that would go into a social credit score aspect, like the gas, they're trying to do this carbon emission, carbon taxing. I use a lot of gas because I've got a V8 truck. My social credit score right off the bat, because of that gas that I use, which there's years of data on this already, it's going to be bad just based off of that gas thing. Uh, the booze that I buy is tracked in that, you know, the food, the shitty food that I buy. 
um, all that stuff is tracked and it's all in separate accounts. And Yodley is actually going through a class action lawsuit right now um, because of, you know, people actually realizing that they're just completely spying on, on how you're spending money against your will. And I actually called my bank and I recorded it and put it in the episode. And the ladies working at the bank, I talked to three different ladies, not one had heard about Yodley. Not one of them had heard about it. You know what I mean? And I actually got up fairly high. I kept like complaining and getting put up higher and higher. And um, I got up pretty high to where uh, the next step would be. I'm going directly to like the headquarters and getting to talk with like a high up individual uh, in New York, I believe. And, um, you know, of course, I never got the call back from them. Um, We filed a complaint and all that good stuff. But yeah, man, the lady that I was talking with at first, she was kind of like being condescending because you know, I'm throwing in my anti-Biden, anti-government and anti-chase jokes uh, every once in a while because I'm recording it for the show. I've got to make it. Yeah. Clear, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm talking to this lady and she's kind of being condescending. But then towards the end, she's like, yeah, I can see why you're concerned about this. This is actually very interesting. You know what I mean? I'm going to look into this more. And it's like, yeah, dude, I mean, like, you know, these people work for these companies and they don't even know what they're really a part of. And so, um, so the, the yodely, is it is it like something in the background? Like, a, like what is it that um, how does Chase? How does Chase use that? Is it is it a, a company? Yeah, it's a third party deal. Um, like I okay. said, they're partnered with uh, fifty. I think the number for some reason in my head is fifty two thousand financial institutions and major companies like Walmart um, and all these things. But yeah, so third party deal. And the worst part uh, here is that it says that I make about a thousand dollars more monthly than I actually do. Mm. So when the IRS is coming knocking. They're going to say that I was withholding at least $12,000 at the end of the year in, in my taxes. Oh my God. You know right. what I mean? And the IRS yeah. has been expanded. I don't know if you've heard the, the idea that they have like millions and millions of bullets stockpiled and shit like that. Um, it's just a weird deal, dude. Like, uh, it seems like, you know, my, my buddy Ron from New England always talks about how we're living in the Fourth Reich and it's looking more and more realistic. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just insane to me. But uh, so, oh yeah, that's Yodley, dude. It's, it's a fascinating deal. I just, yeah, I just pulled up their website and, you know, again, you know, here's their tagline. It says it, it helps consumers live better financial lives through innovative products and services, right? Everything, everything is to help. The the word help is in every single one of these things. It's, it's, it's disgusting because, you know, it's like, if you don't, if you don't appreciate it, they're like, well, what the hell? We're trying to help you. It's like they're shaking you. Like we're trying to help you. Yeah. You know, for, forcibly trying to help you. We're forcibly trying to <laughs> stick this needle in your arm. Like it's for your own. It's for your good. You know. It's, yeah. Whether it's, you know you need help or not, we're here to help you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, to your analogy with the the dog not having to lead us into the to the slaughterhouse's sheep. It's not only that, dude. Like the sheep are freaking jumping over each other to try and get into the damn slaughterhouse first. <laughs> right. Right. It's fucking insane. I mean. <laughs> And, and it's sad to me, I, I do feel like people are kind of under a trance in some way, shape or form. And I don't know if this 5G deal is part of this or the frequencies that we spoke of. I don't know how, how deep down the rabbit hole you go with like 5G and things like that. But um, Elon Musk has this Starlink system that it's like 40,000 satellites or something like that, kind of making a prison planet type situation. And with these vaccines, um, I'm not sure if you've heard how, uh, you know, the blood samples light up under a UV light and shit like that. Yeah. I've also heard that they're putting in black light cameras uh, in grocery stores and in gas stations and things like that. So just by the camera, they can tell who's vaccinated. Once you've gotten enough boosters and shit like that, you're going to light up 
like a you know like a semen covered hotel sheet or something you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah. just gonna be it's just insane to me man and, and it's sad that all of this information gets censored and we don't get to really talk about it that's why i encourage everyone dude, to start a podcast um and i hope that i'm not adding to the psyop of podcasting because if you think about it dude since we're moving into this digital world they could literally make a novel of my voice. Like they yeah. can make me say anything they want. If they want to set me up yeah. for some sort of crime, um, they can take my words and they can give a live confession that sounds legit because I've probably said every damn word in the English language that I would be using um, yep. after a year and a half of podcasting. So it's crazy, dude. Um, yeah, that's and, the... and, you, and you've probably gotten emails like, like I have before. Like I've gotten emails from like transcription companies saying like, hey, listen, yeah. we, we can send you transcriptions of all your podcasts if you want, right? So like that's that's a, a benign reason, but still they're analyzing your voice. They're sure. having all, they have all that data. And I mean, in the, and they're doing that with, with your actual physical likeness as well. I mean, even in some of the new Star Wars movies, they've recreated likeness of people that are dead and put them mm. back up on screen. I mean, it's cool to see, but it's also terrifying at the same time, because for all we know, in the future, movies are just going to be that it's it's digital likenesses of people that aren't real, you know, and then it, that that so so you're talking about the, the physical, you're talking about the audio, the, the audio, I think is the scariest, like what you mentioned, yeah. they, they could take all these hours and hours of of stuff we have and and turn it against us. And, you know, in any situation when they're the first ones to put that information out there, it's harder to combat that, you know, and say it wasn't me when they're the first ones saying it. It's, uh, Dude, it's terrible. I mean, you mentioned the stuff with Star Wars and like the hologram type stuff. I, you know, you, I know you've seen the freaking holograms of like Tupac performing yeah. and things like that. And that's just for, you know, a little concert in, uh, in Coachella or whatever. But I mean, I don't know if you've seen the, the uh, what do they call it? It's like, it's not hologram, like holodeck type shit where Jimmy Kimmel uh he sent a hologram of himself to the country music awards a while back uh, did mm -hmm. you see that uh no yeah it's weird there's so there's this technology where you can step into a room um like a little booth size thing and it it casts your exact image uh wherever it wants to be so like th this was coming out like when biden when a lot of people thought that it was really obama um mm -hmm. that was like wearing a biden mask or whatever they can do that kind of stuff. I know it sounds like tinfoil hat type shit to be like, dude, that's Obama wearing a Biden mask or whatever. They can do that, man. You know, and, and maybe, I mean, even to you, it might sound a little weird, but I think that, it, that it's absolutely something feasible because all this damn money, like all of our tax dollars go to that shit. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not uh, like we said, to build roads or to help us out. It's simply to help them. And that's why, you know, they got pissed off about cryptocurrency they get mad about, uh, you know, the, the people with Robin Hood and the Wall Street bets, which the Wall Street bets guys, I, I don't understand how they think they're fighting the good fight by standing up for a massive company like AMC. Um, right. But I mean, it is what it is. Dude. People people need to do things to feel like they're they're part of a group, um, especially right now when when we're being so confused and uh, really treated like animals, dude. It, it's a weird, weird dynamic that we have going on in this country. But I mean, what else is on your mind as far as like this digital surveillance type shit? Do you have any any other weird uh, kind of developments going on? Well, just one real quick thing, since you know, you talked a few minutes ago about like the whole social credit system thing, right? Like tying into the analytics program they have at, at your at all the all the banks and stuff. Is you know even going back to that child tax credit thing we talked about. You know now that they can. Um, add money to your to your bank account directly every month. You know, mm -hmm. after some time, people are going to get used to that, right? They're going to get used oh, to yeah. getting those monthly payments, just like you're used 
if, if people are used to getting a tax refund, you're used to getting a tax refund. Well, who's to say that in the fine print, if you don't get the vaccine or you don't vote for this or vote for that, they can reduce that in one way, shape or form. And, and I think that can take two two ways, right? It can be an outright thing where they, where they like in like the, the things in China, where they say like, hey, you were caught smoking. Now your thing is deducted by whatever. Um, they can take it out directly. They can reduce your payment. Or like we mentioned earlier, just about confusion, they could just say, hey, there's there is a glitch. Sorry, you know, you didn't get your unemployment this month. Sorry, there's you know, we're doing everything we can to get that fixed. But they have no intention of ever fixing it. Right. But they're not going to outright tell you that. What I thought right away when you started going that route is that they may make you pay it back uh, if you don't get your vaccine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, if they if they can put money in, you know, who's to say that there's not fine print where they can take money out directly. If they have your routing number or account number, they can pretty much do whatever they want. They have your identification. They, they own you basically at that point. And that's, and that's another reason why I didn't want to opt into this system because, you know, who's to say that if I wanted to opt out of that in the future, I couldn't, you know? And I think it's a system that we're all going to be in anyways, but it's, just, it's a thing I think you want to try to defer as long as humanly possible. You know, I, I think at a certain point, it's going to affect your everyday life and you may almost not have a choice to, to do that. But I think, you know, we need to retain our humanity as long as possible and, and remain our and, and remain as, you know, quote unquote, free as we can, even though we know that freedom is essentially an illusion because we're owned by, you know, uh, we're owned by banks, we're owned by the government in one yeah. way, shape or the form, even if we don't think we are. But I think we have to try to fight that and defer that as long as possible. Well, yeah, the banks own the freaking country. You know, I, I forget what movie it was. It was that old uh, where the guy's freaking out. Oh, the network where the guy brings that guy in the, the anchor into a smoky room. And he says, there is no uh, Europe. There's no Asia. There's no North America. There's Exxon. There's JP Morgan or Bank One or whatever it was at the time. There is, uh, you know, major companies. And those are the nations mm-hmm. that, you know, the nation that what we think of as nations are just imaginary lines uh you know where where there's borders and i think it is kind of interesting when you kind of go down that route that they want a borderless world where you know people can just travel to and from i think it's because they don't really see it as important like we do you know um there's this whole you know controversy going on at our southern border here and um they're treating that like a joke dude you know what i mean they're just letting people pour in my heart goes out to those people man those people are being taken advantage of um and they're being played for as pawns um trafficked and and abused and things like that but we just can't let them in dude we just can't we can't just you know they're they're bringing typhoid fever is making a comeback dude and and the black plague because these people with with really poor health care are coming in and uh you know not getting tested and they're just running around dude and it's a it's a sad situation but we can't fuck our country up because of that we need to try and fix their situation in my opinion but and, and, know, and, you know, you know? and there's less restrictions there than to go to a restaurant in new york right now you know just think about that yeah, yeah you know you, you have to provide less documentation to come into the country than to go get a cheeseburger in new york city right now i mean something the, the people that can understand that hypocrisy are, are just asleep at the wheel and you know i think that's 90 percent of the country right now Unfortunately, it looks like that, man. It's very, very sad. Um, one last thing that I can that I'll throw at you um, for something to look into. And then I don't know if you've got anything else, but there's uh, these robots that that they created that are able to run off of human meat, like human uh, biomass. Oh my so God. if there's like a mass casual event, 
uh, you know, let's say like a bombing type situation or whatever, these robots go in and essentially eat the humans and they run off of off of human biomass. You know what I mean? Ooh, wow. Um, that's I mean, that's that's like some Black Mirror type stuff right there. You know, um, so yeah. who knows where that kind of technology is going to stop? Um, but I just figured I would throw that in since we're talking about <laughs> robots and the digital surveillance and all that good stuff. <laughs> well, um, and that ties back into, you know, um, the the original RoboCop movie. You know, I, wa- yeah. I actually wa- I watched those a few months ago, like just wanted just kind of a, you know, you get so down this conspiracy rabbit hole. You're like, you know what? I just kind of want to watch a movie, turn off my mind. I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's so much conspiracy. Um, all this kind of, you know, what would our future is going to look like? I'm like? Jesus Christ, I can't even get away from it. But like what you mentioned about the robot robots eating human meat, they they feed RoboCop this like very crude paste. They're like they're like his his um because he's you know he's essentially a human that died. They fit him in the robot suit, right? Whole transhumanist agenda right there. Yeah, yeah. But because his um digestive system is so um you know not not really that functional, they 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 still have to feed him something because he's still somewhat a biologic human. They have they feed him like this paste. It's almost like tomato paste, like tomato sauce. So I, that kind of made me think about that when you said that they have the robots feed off of that kind of stuff. But but it also goes it also just goes to the whole like, you know, conversation about um, just feeding off of human energy. Yeah. You know, they, they do it. They do it metaphorically. They do it emotionally, spiritually and now physically as well. Yeah, man. The the way that I heard it described is that these robots will kind of see us as uh, plants, like the way that we see plants, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe you'll just pull a weed or you'll, uh, you know, cut a cut an invasive tree down or whatever. Um, you don't really think twice about it. You're not like, oh, I'm ruining something important here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. And um, I mean, that singularity idea where humans are becoming more machine like um, and yeah. the machines are coming more uh, human like we're going to meet in the middle somewhere and there's not going to, you're not going to be able to distinguish like that Sophia uh, robot in, uh, right. in Saudi Arabia, who knows how many of those things are walking around, man. That's just the one thing that we're able to know. And uh, I mean, this is, this got weird, but I, I think that it's just funny. <laughs> it's funny to get to see how far you can really take this stuff because yeah. you can go, you can go pretty far down, man. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting kind of thing and it's scary. Um, but if it's if it's going on, I think that it needs to be addressed in some way, you know. Right. And, and you know, we talked about, you know, at the beginning of the show about predictive programming, you know, that yeah. movie, that movie that came out about uh, seven or eight years ago called Her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson, where he basically had a relationship with his computer. Right. Like like um, she it was almost like Siri kind of thing where he would be talking to her and she'd be conversing back and forth to him. That that's that's what they want. They want us to be able to just have relationships with um machinery with robots you know mm. in, e- even talking about the, the disney stuff right right like they don't want humans to have contact with each other they want humans to um be be, be separate to be isolated to rely on the robotics to rely on this on all these electronics because um that's just kind of their 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 thing and you know one one other quick thing about robotics that i've been thinking about recently is so I work in uh, the healthcare industry, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of facing the vaccine mandate thing right now. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of the, the, the countdown is ticking for, for a few. They gave us a few month runway to either get an exemption or to, you know, be terminated. Um, and I kind of I have a, a religious exemption pending right now based off of things I truly believe in. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to get into it too, too much here, but sure. so, so that's still pending. But, you know what what you're seeing in healthcare um 
where you know you see two things happening con- concurrently you, your uh, healthcare systems around the country i think like 25% of them now are, are mandating the vaccine for all employees right nurses doctors you know behind the scenes workers like me you're you're going to see a, you're going to see a labor shortage very soon of people being terminated that aren't willing to take it and you're also and, and while i don't agree with it you probably don't agree with it the whole delta variant conversation the other that's the other thing they're pushing they're saying well there's this new deadly variant that's coming out so you're going to say that there's a deadly a more deadly version of covid coming out which is which is false but let's just go with their narrative sure a, a more deadly variant coming out and now you're going to have massive healthcare worker shortages too whether it's in a clinical setting or behind the scenes it doesn't matter you you you're, you're going to be seeing a lot of um, people people leave which i think is a good thing i think people need to leave the system to to so that it hurts these systems that are making these, you know, draconian uh, tactics. But, you know, then it comes down to the question like, well, who's going to take care of these patients? Well, we've been talking about robotics this whole time, haven't we? I, I think that they have the technology already, like, like you mentioned about the, the euthanasia robot. Um, I think they have that also just for normal clinical functions as well. You know, like, like we know a lot of these technologies that we don't necessarily know and see have been in, in production and pre-production for 10, 20, 30 years, you know, at yeah. this point before they roll them out. I mean, even the MRNA stuff has been in, in development for 10, 20, 30 years at this point, they just finally rolled it out. So, you know, I'm willing to bet that they have that it's, it's the whole problem reaction solution, right? The problem, you know, there's a the worker Galen shortage. Dialectic, yeah. Yep. Problem. There's a worker shortage reaction. Oh, how are we going to fill these jobs uh, solution? Hey, we're not going to fill it with people, but, but we're going to fill it with, with robotics because then you don't, have robots, to worry about the va- you don't have to worry about the vaccine, right? Robots don't need a vaccine. They can work day and night. Well, wait you until know? they do, man. I mean, I don't know if you heard freaking deer are supposedly getting COVID. Uh, yeah, I watched your video earlier today. They said, well, what was the percentage of, of 33? Deer? 33, of course. Of course, right? it's 33%. Yeah. Yeah. So like the article would go back and forth from one third to 33%. But I mean, it's the same shit. Um you said a lot right there, dude, that I, I wanted to touch on. There's so many advertisements for robotic things. Like I saw a fast food, uh, they call it like flippy or something like that. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. yeah, it goes in and it can make the burgers. Um, who are they vaccinating and who are they making these things mandatory for first? You got the military who protect us and you have the healthcare workers who protect us. Right. Um, when they're not, you know, TikTok and, and dancing and uh, oh, choreographed shit like that, right? Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. you do that. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, there that kind of shit like blows my mind. Which, they never asked me to. I mean, I would I would have done it. I mean, I would have <laughs> I would have wanted to do it. I, they didn't call me. Oh, uh, damn. They knew that they knew you were red pilled, dude. They're like, oh, he's not going to want to dance. But I mean, it, it is very interesting when you just get all of these things lining up. Um, I mean, I military, military, you know, talk about RoboCop, right? It's the same kind of scenario why in the RoboCop movie, they rolled out RoboCop because they said, listen, we, we have a lot of crime in this city. A, a robot does not need to sleep. It does not need to eat. It does not need to take a break, right? So, so there's the military equation as well. I'm sure they already have some, some super soldier kind of prototype in, in the wings ready, ready for this stuff to happen. You know, and, and, that's, and that's one thing that people don't realize is that we, we can all stand up and fight this kind of stuff. And I think we need to. Yeah, we but that to. doesn't but that doesn't mean that the problem is going to go away. They, they they've been planning this stuff out more than we have. They, they yeah. have other solutions, you know, and and that's not to you know make anybody depressed or anything. But I, I just think we need to be realistic 
that they have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D already lined up that we shouldn't be surprised when we see this stuff start to happen. And it's probably going to be a slow drip, like with the military and with the healthcare workers, but it's, it's, it's definitely going to be coming into, into effect. I think it'll happen eventually, but the idea here is to push it back and push it back yes. and push it back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, interesting stuff, dude. I mean, uh, robots, man, robots are coming. Uh, I not, not something that I thought I would say in my adult life, but, uh, unfortunately it does seem to be the case, dude, but, um, yeah. Hey, I mean, hey, um, for, for, I was, I was going to say for, for my listeners, um, uh, I know I talked about a little bit about my podcast at the beginning. If you can talk about a little bit about your podcast too, before we, before we get out of here, just so, so people can find you and, and how to listen to, to what you've been doing recently. Yeah, man. So um, I appreciate the opportunity to do that, man. So uh, really just, um, I mean, Dangerous Worlds, the podcast, uh, it, it's just me solo now. I always have guests on or I'll have, uh, you know, guest co-host every time. So it's not a monologue. I always try and keep that dialogue going. Um, right now, working on a mind control series, I'm reading a fantastic book where um, I actually saw the patent numbers for that RFID syringe. Um, and it's called Mind Control, World Control, and Encyclopedia of Mind Control. Um, literally everything that you need to know from the ancient, not ancient, but the 1800 psychology from Europe kind of being hijacked by these globalists and then moving it from the study of the mind to the mechanisms of the brain. Um, so that they, they essentially, it's, it's Marxist materialism. You're making it so the human is just an animal and you can carry out experiments. Um, this started the entire concept of mind control for these elites, and they've just been tweaking their methods and they've been really mastering all of these things where you've got Tavistock, which is like a, a trying to implement, implement mind control on a world, uh, worldly scale. Um, really, really interesting stuff. So I recommend anyone that's interested in mind control, come check that out. Um, but other than that, I mean, most of my other episodes are just about like kind of what we talked about here, just the, the crazier, the better for me, man. I was recently on uh, Sam Tripoli's show, Tinfoil Hat. We talked about the, uh, the the royal lizard blood vampire queen bloodline. You know what I mean? It's just a <laughs> awesome. weird, weird stuff that I like getting into, man. But um, I don't put anything out of the realm of possibility anymore, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's just an interesting thing, man. So, and then uh, anything that you want to hit before we we uh, duck out on your show, uh, just for my listeners, I know you kind of mentioned it up at the top. What's your social media and all that good stuff for them? Sure. Um, so you can find me on um, Instagram and Twitter. It's at conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's conspiracy with a K. I think I, I've found that that's helped me avoid any uh, censorship and that kind of stuff by not spelling conspiracy as as, as it is. Um, so you can find me on conspiracy underscore Kyle on, on Twitter and Instagram, um, YouTube as well. I'm also on Rockfin. Um, I've been posting some videos on there. I'm actually um, doing a live stream uh, this uh, Friday, Friday night, depending on, on when this comes out. It'll be uh, August 13th um, on there. So the first live stream I've done, I've, I've actually, you know, uh, I, big shout out to the Legit Bat podcast crew over there. They helped me out with some of the technical stuff on figuring out how to do that. So I'm going to be doing a, a presentation I put together a few months ago. It's called Intergalactic Totalitarianism, which no. basically g- goes through some of these Star Wars movies, especially like the prequels, which I think a lot of people hate. But um, I, I, I put a spin on it to show them that th- George Lucas laid out how a, a government goes from like a, uh, a peaceful republic to a dictatorship. And th- the steps that go um, from, from, from A to Z there are so similar to things that happen in our world. It's, it's almost shocking. 
And it's almost crazy that they let him put this out because it is, it is, it is exactly what the maniacs in this world do. I mean, anything from creating, creating crises, you know, the whole Hegelian dialectic stuff, you know, um, bashing the current administration, presenting yourself as a savior, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I have this whole presentation I'm going to put together with a bunch of clips and stuff from the movies that really emphasize how you get from that, that to that. So I would definitely encourage everybody to come check that out live or, or after the fact. So, but my podcast conspiracy in the forest, I talk about, you know, the parallels between, um, events in star Wars and things in our world, you know, anything like, like we talked about earlier about, um, the whole transhumanist agenda, that's one, you know, uh, totalitarian governments, you know, there's, that's a, that's a, a big one as well. And just a lot of other, a lot of other kind of uh, parallels of events and things too. So, so it's on every podcast platform. So, so check it out. Yeah. It's a cool podcast, dude. It's, it's like very, like I said, it's like a, a really cool idea of taking something really niche because like yeah. the conspiracy community and the, the Star Wars community, they've got to have some pretty good overlap there. You know what I mean? So I thought it was mm-hmm. a great idea and it's a fun thing. And is that live stream on Friday going to be on Rockfin at what time? Yeah, it'll be on Rock. Yeah, it'll be on Rockfin at, I think, 830 p.m. Eastern. So it'll be on um, it'll be on there, probably go for an hour, an hour and a half. And then it'll be on there after the fact, too, if anybody wants to to see it. And and I'm, I'm interested in I'm going to start checking out your series about the the mind control stuff, because. You know, I think everybody's familiar with like the MK Ultra stuff, you know, back in the 50s, 60s. Yeah. And I, I think for some people, they think that's when that stuff ended. But like, as we know, like these government programs don't don't end, you know, they kind of morph into other other ways. So I'm kind of in, I'm really interested to see how that has affected, you know, um, our life and on all the programming since then, too. Yeah, there's nothing more permanent than a temporary government program, dude. Exactly. So, uh, very interesting. And yeah, you, the way that you mentioned that uh, MK Ultra is the famous one, but there is so much and such a it's not only deep, but it's a wide, wide thing. So, um, yeah, man, I appreciate this opportunity to chat with you, Kyle. This was awesome, dude. I like talking about this stuff. Don't really know much about robotics, but I feel like we kind of uh, broke <laughs> it down in a cool way where it's like digestible and and, uh, you know, actually uh, you know, reaches uh, some people that may not be looking into this stuff too often. So awesome stuff, dude. Uh, keep up the great work and uh, yeah, you as well. Fighting you the good well. fight, dude. Keep fighting that fight. Absolutely. Hey, it was, it's been great. It's been great chatting, man. Yes, sir. Take care, Kyle. All right. May the force be with you. Yes, sir. <laughs>